Hey guys, welcome back to the Tokes Talks podcast. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. This week, we are going to be talking about frustration. Lately, if I'm being honest with you guys, as I try my best to always be, I can admit that I've been struggling with my emotions. Maybe I've finally hit the lockdown threshold. And as someone who is a natural homebody, it took me about 14 months to get there. But I feel like I'm constantly, or I was feeling like I was constantly short with people in my house, in my life. I was just so short-tempered. And my patience was at the level that it was when I was 15 years old. You could ask my parents what that meant. (laughs) You could ask my extended family what that meant. But pretty much what it means is that I'm just moody, emotional for no reason, super short, frustrated way too often. And it got to a point where I was like, this is no good. This is not what I want for myself. This, I do not feel good when I feel like this. And as you guys know, I'm all about solutions. So if something is not making me feel good, I work to get out of it (laughs) as much as I can, you know, as much as is humanly possible. But I'm not really a person who basks in complaining. The moment a situation happens, the moment I have a question, I start to brainstorm or I hit up Google for the answers because I don't need to rack my brain when I can ask my dear friend Siri or Google. I had to whisper her name before she turns on because she she's always at my beck and call because I call her so often. So yeah, I started working hard to get out of it because who wants to be that person? Well, let me not say who wants to be that person, but I do not want to be that person who is just angry or short or loses patience easily or someone who if I'm, I'm sometimes the person who won't express my frustration. So I'm just hot on the inside, like full of hot air. And that's even worse because it's like, you feel like you're going to explode because you're just filled with this thing. Right. And as I was working through it, I came to the re- realization English. Yeah. That's the other thing I need to work on. Right. Um, I came to the realization that I, and this realization is one that I needed to share with you, my people. Because as I grow and I learn new things, I bring them to you guys so you can continue to grow and learn new things as well. And I hope that if any of you guys are going through this, like where you're feeling like things that never used to annoy me are just getting on my nerves. Things that I used to look past are now just, uh, they're pissing me off. Maybe this can help you change your perspective and cope with those frustrating situations. And of course, also frustrating people in your lives. And what I learned is that most of our frustrations are based in fear or a lack of control. So one more time for the people in the back. (laughs) Most of our frustrations are based in fear or a lack of control. And when I finally reached this epiphany, it blew my mind, if I'm being completely honest. And it's nice to reach an epiphany, but how how do you really figure out if it's the truth? You test it. So I started testing this 
theory that every single thing is going to be fear or lack of or or lack of control. Every single situation with someone that really frustrates me, somebody who I'm just like fed up of, people who I think should change. And trust me, when I boiled it down from what is initially frustrating me to what the baseline of that frustration really stems from, what the root really says, the lowest common denominator almost every single time was either fear, a lack of control, or a fear of lacking control, <laughs> which was like the ultimate piss off. Cause it's like, bruh, I even combined them both. This is just disgusting. But yeah, like this is how we grow. This is how we learn. And that's why I'm here to share with you guys. Let me share my, pro- my embarrassments, my struggles, my triumphs with you guys publicly. So you don't have to go through all of this for no reason. So What I also came to understand is that frustration happens when there's a failure in the expectation of our external factor to satisfy our internal needs and wants. That sounds so scientific and I swear to you guys, I made that up myself. I'm so proud. So let me read it one more time. Frustration happens when there's a failure in the expectation of an external factor to satisfy our internal needs and wants. So example, you see someone and you have these expectations of them, something that they should do because that thing that they should do, if they do it, would make you feel good, which is fine, which is fair, but they do not do that thing. So now we are not satisfied And now we're frustrated because we put our satisfaction in our expectations that they should do that thing that would satisfy us. And of course, I'm not saying that it's bad to have expectations of people. You need to have expectations of people. I, for one, know what I bring to the table, all the tables I sit at. And I also know what I expect Should I continue, should I decide to continue to sit at those tables? And you could take that however you want, but I think it's important like to be that person who says, oh, I don't expect nothing from nobody. I don't need nobody. It's a lie. And I've talked about this many different times. You can just scroll back through all the episodes in the hundreds and I'm sure you will see something with regards to that, right? So having expectations of people is extremely important and necessary, but having unrealistic expectations can have you in a trap of constant, constant, constant frustration. And then the question I guess then becomes what is an unrealistic expectation, right? And I'd say an unrealistic expectation of somebody is something that you want for them more than they want for themselves or you need for them to have more than they want to have themselves. And I'm going to get into this more as we go. And the reason why, like when people don't do what you want them to do and they don't satisfy, the reason why it's frustrating is because you are trying to control their actions for the sake of yourself more so than their preference wants to do the same thing. And that upsets you. Let's reword that. You want those actions. You want them to do those things more so for the satisfaction that it will give you. Not for them. Not saying that there is no benefit in them doing those things because there could absolutely be a benefit. But there is more of a benefit to you 
for for them to be that way, to do that thing, to act a certain way than there is for them to have a preference to do it. They might be able to, but they just don't care to. And you want them to care more than they do. And because they don't and they're not doing that thing, it upsets you. It's like when you see somebody, someone who you care for, someone who's close in your life, and that person, as you see them, you feel they aren't being as productive as you are. They're not pushing in the same way. They're not working in the same way. And not only that, but you have also decided that they are capable of pushing and being as motivated, being as ambitious as you are. And not only that, you believe that they should be as motivated as you are. And because they aren't, you get upset with them. And you see how that doesn't make sense. You see how that's that's literally us setting ourselves up for failure. And that's what I realized. I realized that a lot of the the frustrations I have with people is these expectations of you should you shouldn't be doing that anymore by now. You should be better than that. You should have figured that out. You should be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. And because I feel like you shouldn't be or you should be doing something opposite to the reality of what you currently are doing, it is pissing off every single part of me that wants and expects you to be a certain way. And it's kind of selfish, if we're being honest. And even if it's not selfish, it's it's just overbearing for absolutely no reason, right? You you need to figure out what you can control and figure out what you can't control, right? Like, like figure out what a realistic expectation is and what an unrealistic expectation is. So back to the example that I just gave to solve this, like to solve this frustration, I've made a conscious effort. Like this is like a scout's honor. I'm not playing around. I mean this as much as humanly possible. I've made a conscious effort to keep my peace by deciding that if you are not my child, which I don't have any, by the way. And when I say child, I also mean like younger people, like a minor, anybody who I hold in that regard of like a big sister slash mother figure too. If you are not any of those people, I won't lose sleep over something concerning you while you sleep in. It just doesn't make sense. And I think this is where our frustrations and need for control or fear come in, right? Like where somebody is living the life that they think is good for them. And for whatever reason, we don't believe that it's good for them. And because of that, we are frustrated with them. We are scared and we want to control every move they make. And while we're doing this, we're stressed out. We're aggravated. We're frustrated. Obviously we're losing sleep. And this person is catching nine hours a night. (laughs) And it's their life. Like, you know how crazy that is to me when I really think about it? We lose sleep over people who sleep in. Like, I had this conversation with my mother before where we were discussing somebody and the action they were taking in their life. And my mom was, like, super concerned because she's ridiculously empathetic. I always say my mom would find the good in the devil. Like, that's the person she is by nature, which can be frustrating, but I've also learned not to control it because I can't, that's who she is by nature. If I get frustrated by who somebody is and try to control and change them, 
I'm just going to be frustrated for the rest of my life. And who really wants that? So we would go through these, we would have these discussions about these people. And she'd be like, oh my God, that lifestyle they're living, it's no good. They're going to regret it in like 20 years. And I'm like, mom, you're here concerned about somebody who is looking at you and saying that you're holding an L because you're not living your life to the fullest and maximizing on all avenues, legal and illegal. Don't sweat it. Like (laughs) you're here worried about them and they're looking at you like you're a loser. So do not lose sleep over anybody or their situation while they are sleeping in. And it's a hard one, right? Because if you really love and care about people, it's it's almost like someone telling you to look away when you can sense an impending car crash. And that can be a little tough. Like, but you know what's tougher? Fighting battles that you'll never win. Being around people who constantly drain you because you want more for them than they want for themselves, right? So like I've decided, and I believe you should too, in whatever capacity works for you, you're your empathy, your emotional pull, and your conscience that I won't carry your cross for you at the expense of myself when you won't carry it for yourself. (laughs) Like It just doesn't make sense. Like, I'm not going to do it. And I realized that doing that has been that thing that has brought me so much frustration. It's the trying to control. It's, It's the I've worked hard to get to where I am and I see how much better it is. So I want you to work hard to get to where you should be. And I'm, and there's an episode and I believe it's two episodes from now that's coming up. That's going to really talk about that, about the fact that we sometimes look at our journeys and want to impose our callings onto people because we've reached this state of enlightenment that we now believe everybody else should. So I know it seems harsh to say that I'm going to like sleep in, but if you're sleeping in, I'm going to sleep in too. It seems harsh and sometimes it feels harsh because of that love, right? And that is one of the battles that I've had to and I'm currently fighting when it comes to this whole frustration and letting go thing. But what I'm learning is like, or the question that I'm asking and trying to figure out is how do you love and care for someone in a way that still preserves your love and care for yourself, your mental health and your peace. Because these are things that are just as important as everything else, right? Like we always hear about people saying, oh, I'm such a nice guy. I'm such a nice guy. I'm such a nice girl. I'm such a nice person. I'm too nice. And I I spoke to you guys about that last month (laughs) about the whole I'm too nice thing and there's no such thing. But when you're being too nice at the expense of yourself, you're not being nice to yourself which is someone who you should also extend those niceness graces that you expect extend to other people too as well. You need to be nice to yourself. You need to be good to yourself the same way you are to other people, right? And I'm finding the solution to this is that love doesn't always need to lead to frustration and that love can be done and shown in many ways, right? Like, If somebody who's really near and dear to your heart is constantly frustrating you because you feel like they're not pushing and doing the things they need to do. And on top of that, one of the frustrating things that can add to that is when people complain, but they don't do like, (laughs) I think if we had to put a list of my pet peeves in this, in this life, it would be when people complain about their situation, 
but the they use more energy to complain than to be proactive. It's just, it's against my nature personally because I'm constantly like a doer. So it really frustrates me. And I've learned that you can love someone in ways that preserve all of that peace. And the two that I, that I came up with for you guys, and I'm sure you guys could probably think of more and even expand on these two that I, that I came up with is praying for them instead of calling them. (laughs) Like I, this one is one that my mom actually gave me a few years ago when I was going through it. And I was like having a lot of frustration with somebody. And I was telling my mom that, but like, I'm feeling like I'm feeling extremely compelled to make sure they're okay and check in on them and do all of that. And she's like, you don't need to call them. You can pray. Jesus Christ already died for them. Jesus Christ loves them more than me. I don't need to be there physically. Like you could pray for someone. And I guess to expand on this, it's also calling someone. Like if you know that when you're in the physical space of somebody, you constantly feel frustrated or you feel like the life is being sucked out of you, keep that relationship strictly to text. Keep that relationship strictly to calls. And the moment that you start to feel that energy zap, you don't have to wait for the bill to come because you're in a a restaurant now you're trapped. All you have to do is say, hey, another call just came in on the other line. Oh shoot, I have a meeting. Whatever it is, I gotta go now. Like, I hope you don't have to lie, but even if you do, I just gave you some alibis. And if not, be like, hey, I have a few more things I gotta get done, I gotta go. And one of the things you might have to get done is get back to equilibrium because they were taking you out of your peace (laughs) and that's absolutely valid, right? So you can still show love and care. You can check in on someone without hanging out with them. And that's one that I've found very beneficial is the fact that like there are some people when I see them or when I speak to them, they just are vacuums of peace. I just leave feeling dust no nothing and I love these people dearly of course I love them dearly so what do I do I text them I check in on them that way and the conversation never goes too far to that place that I know I can anticipate it going that would bring me back to that place because I have all the means within me to cut it off pronto so that's the first one praying instead of calling them or calling instead of seeing them just taking a step back from taking a step back to the least draining and frustrating means of communication and care as far back as you need to, to get to your peace, because that's really important. Um, the second one is coming to terms with the fact that the reality of a relationship will never be at the potential you once saw it to be and letting go of that hope. That's a tough one. Because sometimes we see so much potential in somebody that we almost feel like it's our obligation to bring them to that place. But it's not. It's not your obligation. You do not have to do that. You do not have to bring somebody to where they're meant to be because if it's destiny, it's theirs and they will find their way there. And if you're rushing them to it and forcing them and imposing it on them, you may become more of a burden than a help in their life because you're trying to move them at a pace that may not be destined for them or may not be the pace that they have enough endurance to go at yet, right? And this can be a gut punch because taking in the reality that somebody may not reach the potential that you have for them, especially in a romantic relationship, 
means that you have to be satisfied with who they are now. And maybe you won't be satisfied with who they are now. And that's okay. But just be honest with yourself, right? And this also relieves you of tension because you know who somebody is. And when you know who somebody is and they do the things you know them to do because that's who they are and they're literally on brand, there's no frustration. There could be disappointment. You could hope for better, but a level of frustration is gone because you're on brand. Like (laughs) I know you to be this person and you're doing exactly what I know you to do. If you do anything better or more in line with what I would have hoped for for you, I'll be happy. But if you don't, I'm not going to be frustrated because you are who you are. And that can suck sometimes. And coming to terms with this is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all to be realistic, even when the reality is mediocre and underwhelming, (laughs) which which are the truth. Like you can meet someone and they can start off as everything you want them to be and then they plateau into their default settings and it's not enough of what you want. It's mediocre to you. It's underwhelming to you. It's disappointing to you. That's okay. Being honest instead of saying, I'm going to try and force this out of you. I'm going to try to pull this out of you. That's where the frustration comes, right? You're trying to control them or you you get frustrated because you've attached yourself to something that shouldn't not go the way you thought it would. That's a scary thought for you. Maybe there's a lot on the line financially, emotionally, reputationally, any way that you get so frustrated because you're scared that should this thing not be in be the way you've hoped it to be, it's going to be a major failure in whatever way it becomes a failure, right? But at least when you're honest and you figure out what somebody's brand is and you realize that they're being on brand, you know what to expect from them and you can now take back your power and make whatever decision you want to make with the knowledge that you've received. So if you decide to hang it out because, yes, I'm not going to be trying to force them and who they are or what they represent or what they offer And when I say they, this could be people, places, or things. These are nouns, right? It could be your job as well. It could be anything. Um, What they offer is enough for me and I'm satisfied, then cool. And if I'm not satisfied, this is underwhelming, this is mediocre, this is not what I want for myself, you have the power to make that decision for yourself instead of taking your power and putting it in the hands of someone's potential maybe want to do that thing and then when they don't do it you get angry at them because you've put your joy and satisfaction in their hand you remember I told you guys about inside jobs happiness is an inside job satisfaction is an inside job and if in whatever situation you put it outside of yourself and you realize it's not satisfying you anymore don't force it take it back home bring it in house and move according to whatever you decide will be best for you So yeah, thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Don't forget to like, leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. Have an amazing week.